You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, before we get started, I want to shout out to our friends at Dodge. We all know that Dodge means horsepower and muscle, but did you know J.D. Power ranked Dodge number one for initial quality? J.D. Power also named Dodge the automotive company with the best driver appeal for mass markets. That's number one in initial quality and appeal in the same year. It's the first time a domestic automotive brand ran away with both awards in the same year. And, you know, with enough style, horsepower, and performance to make your muscle car dreams come true, it's no wonder these guys are taking the awards. There's never been a better time now to join the Brotherhood of Muscle. See your local Dodge dealer today or visit Dodge.com. All right, welcome to CarCast, and I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, and here with Bill Goldberg. There you go. We might have to change. The new sound for this episode is going to have to be something with some more muscle to it, I think, instead of one of Adam's little uh, little two-liters. Bill and I met, oh, I think maybe during Garage Mahal, right? Yeah, the show man. you were doing... Eight years, seven, eight years ago? I don't know. I try to repress all the stuff that I did back when I was a kid. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so young back then. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think it was uh, Garage Mahal. Bud Brutzman produced it. Uh, yeah. It was an awesome, you know, show. Except for they really tricked me in the name of it because I thought it was all about garages, yeah, and cars and stuff. But it was transforming people's garages. It was more of a build show. It was a build show, but than, he tricked than me than a car show. Yeah. It like Garage Mahal seems like it's uh, uh, touring the the coolest garages and 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 things like that. But um, you would think so. Well, you got sucked into so. it, and uh, and it came to be a build like over here one time. And, and if it wasn't for that, it, you and I wouldn't be doing the show. That's we right. We've met. been we've been friends since, and and quite frankly, we've been looking for a project to to do together for a long time, and. And uh, you know, I, I did I did the the GQ magazine car collectors thing. We went down to your place and we had some fun with that. We got a little bit in trouble with the cops that day, just a little bit. Well, well. you know, um, <laughs> but from from making some noise with your uh, oh, we took your Cobra out. Yeah, you know, nothing that an autograph can't handle, <laughs> can't fix. What what engine you got in that thing? You know, it's an Ernie Elliott Cup motor. Back in the day, it's got to be eight hundred horsepower. It's it's north of that, yeah. Um, it, it wasn't detuned at all, and the the story was is that he was driving it down the runway at their shop, and he was shifting from third to fourth, one hundred and forty five miles an hour. Spun the tires, put it in a ditch, got out, and said it's done. So that's when I took delivery of it. And you said they asked you what do you want it in, like what kind of vehicle, and you said well, just no, put Bill, it in the Bill, stupidest thing possible. Bill, I lived in Dawsonville, <laughs> about two miles from their shop, and you know Ernie ran their shop. Bill wasn't there all the time. Bill lived in Blairsville. <clears throat> Pardon me. And uh, so I got in my car one day, and I drove up to Blairsville, and Bill wanted to take me for a ride in his Cobra. Chase was about Gage's age, and he was in the middle. And I was in the passenger seat. Obviously, you don't know. I mean, you know, there, there's no room whatsoever in those cars. And to Chase, obviously, there was no seatbelt in the middle. So Chase is sitting on the hump. Yeah. And we're just going crazy. And my fingers, there's an indentation where my fingers are trying to grab the dash because I'm freaked out. And I look over at Chase's, I don't know, 
10 or 11. He'd laugh in his butt off. Yeah. And we got back to the shop and Ernie, you know, I'll do my Ernie Elliott impression, but I got out and he goes, how'd you like it? I said, man, that was the craziest, most insane drive I've ever taken, but I want one. Yeah. He goes, what color you want? I said, black. He goes, well, how about this one? And he pulls up the garage door and there was my car. And so I bought it that day and I, it's uh, scared me ever since. It's a it's it's a blast. It's fantastic. So we went out. We did this episode of this GQ car collectors thing, and uh, you know we we toured his collection. We got a good insight into some of his rides. So that was another little thing for us to work on. And we and we keep going around and trying to find projects to work on. I'm like, you know what? I'm doing a podcast already. We got Chris Luxemon in the studio again producing. Hey yo. And I was like, let's. Uh, Here's the thing. It's like we we kicked around TV show ideas and things like that, but there's always other people involved that want to change what we want to do. And I was thinking, let's do this podcast together. Let's expand the CarCast brand and let's be able to come in here and and say what we want and talk shit and, and whatever and have some fun with it like we've always done on, on CarCast. But – as much as Adam loves his vintage racing and his car collecting and, and the Monterey trips and stuff like that, those are fantastic. But I want to start talking a little bit more about the muscle cars and SEMA and modern cars and and new legislation and EPA rules and some things that really kind of affect us, sort of front-facing affect us. Um, not that the other stuff isn't cool. Like we talk about the Goodwood Hill Climb all the time and Adam running his, his Nissan up there. But you did the Hill Climb as well. Just not in a vintage Nissan. <laughs> yeah, you know, I. Try, hey, man, I'm just I'm bringing a different perspective. That's I'm bringing, right. Bringing uh, uh, a different voice. Um, as passionate as Adam is about his Nissans, I'm as passionate about horsepower, about American muscle. Yeah. Um, and you know, we're in the United States, so we got to satiate that crowd also. So, hence the entrance of Bill Goldberg to CarCast, and I can't lie. Um, I'm greatly appreciative to step into this spot. I mean, it's an honor and a privilege to be a part of CarCast in any in any respect, but to be able to come here and, and hang out with a good buddy and talk some shop and have some fun, which is what cars are all about, it's an honor and a privilege. Well, thank you. We're, we're so glad to have you here, and uh, <clears throat> I like where we're going to go with this show because, uh, as Chris knows, I love, like, the SEMA show, like everything that's there, it's all about just making more power, just customizing it, making things the way you want it. And I, I, I don't care too much about – like on my own cars, I, look, I have two 93 Mustang Cobras and they're limited production. They're, they're you know matching number of cars. I cut them up. I come up, I'm adding horsepower to them. I got suspension, big brakes. I got all kinds of wacky shit on them because I like it that way. That's the way I want to do it, right? So I don't really care. Some people are going to hate it. Some people are going to like it, but but it's your car. It's my car. You know, I'm the one who has to pay for it and drive it and suck it up, and and I like it that and way. And everybody's right? got an opinion. It's yeah. like leaving the car show a minute ago. You know, um, I, I took a nice walk around and some beautiful automobiles, but. Do they all satiate my desire to purchase one? Absolutely not. But I can greatly appreciate the detail, the time, the passion that went into building them. Yeah. It just doesn't mean that I want one. I want to get into your car collection a little bit, but uh, you know, since we're launching this this new CarCast episode, and we're going to explain to everybody kind of who we are if you're just now listening 
new CarCast fans, you're going to learn more about Goldberg and, and people just listening to CarCast for the first time. You're going to learn more about me. Um, but I'm just going to tell you straight out that uh, we're doing this show because we've got some great people involved. We've got Castrol. We're basically Castrol CarCast right now. So, uh, yeah, did we sell out a little bit? CarCast. We gave them the name. Yeah. And, uh, and our friends at Dodge. The Dodge Spring sales event is here. Thanks to Dodge, spring isn't about the change of weather, longer days, or flowers blooming. It's about the Dodge Spring sales event. And since the Brotherhood of Muscle has the only family of all-wheel drive muscle cars, March 21st is just another day on the calendar. The Dodge Charger, own the road and the pump with up 300 horsepower and 30 miles per gallon. The Dodge Challenger, now the rush of opening it up on the highway doesn't come at a cost. The Dodge Journey. No matter your adventure, the most powerful three-row, all-wheel drive vehicle in its class has your back. The Dodge Durango. With all-wheel drive availability, April showers won't have your tires spinning unless you want to. The rides of March are here. So visit your local Dodge dealer and join the Brotherhood of Muscle today. All right, Bill, let's let's get into your cars a little bit. I know uh, you picked up a, a, a few new cars recently. And even though we just did a Dodge commercial, that's not... <laughs> that's well, not why leads you, right into the Dodge, you, you, the, the second Dodge commercial. You, you, <laughs> well, you bought the cars before we we did a deal with with Dodge, so yes, <laughs> we we must throw that out there. Okay, but they're not all Dodge, so let's let's go through this a little bit because this is where this this whole show kind of came from. You and I are discussing this is as we got more into. I came down to your house, you let me stay there. We had a great time. Your family, your wife, your son—they're so amazing. I love them to death. They're Thank great, you. and uh, you and, feel the same way, buddy. And by the way, Wanda's car is a badass air-cooled 911 turbo. Oof, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> Among sick. others, but she's got the sweet tur- – like you've got your whole building of cars separate from the house. Hey, but she's got her, her house- Escalade. She's got yeah. a new F-250 turbo diesel truck. Yeah. She's got the Porsche, and she has the keys to every one of my cars. That's so. right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, at least half of them. She, technically, she gets half the cars, <laughs> the front half, the back half. I don't know. So does but. that mean I get half of their half of her horses? Mm-hmm. Nice. You get I know which half, half I want. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. She can have the ass. Okay. Mm. All right, so some of the some of the rides that you have in your collection. Let's see, what do you got? Now? You know what? I just in the last, and this is not, ladies and gentlemen, another Dodge commercial, except for the fact that I'm a horsepower guy. And in the past twelve months, I purchased a couple Hellcats, and thankfully, I am the new recipient of two Dodge Demons. We're going to take a quick break. Before we do, I'm going to remind you about our friends at Dodge. We all know that Dodge means horsepower and muscle, but did you know that J.D. Power is ranked Dodge number one for initial quality? J.D. Power also named Dodge the automotive company with the best driver appeal for mass market brands. So there's never been a better time now to join the Brotherhood of Muscle. See your local Dodge dealer today or visit Dodge.com. But that wasn't by design. Like, that sort of almost accidentally came up. Like, you knew you wanted a demon, and then the opportunity for two came up, and you're like, well, I'm going to do it. Yeah, it wasn't like, I, I need two demons. Well, I do. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was like, I need two demons, for sure. I mean, okay. like, who doesn't need two? Um, I want Hey, I'm that guy that is at the opposite end of the spectrum of you. I don't like to cut cars up. Okay? I don't like to take cars from their original... Uh, you know, from their original status and, and alter them unless the car has already been altered when I purchased it. So um, if I'm going to do 
<clears throat> you buy these Dodge Demons to drive. They built them to be driven. They're track cars. You, know, yeah. you take them to the drag strip like right out of the box. Um, I was not, not going to do that with my Demon. But I also have to look at the logical side of why of one of the reasons why I got in the car business because it's a business, okay? So I had to be smart at the same time. So if I get the opportunity to purchase two, then I put one away in my new car capsule. Right. Okay. I saw that. You yeah. Instagrammed like a bubble. Yeah. it's a Dude, it's great. <laughs> it it's great. great. I just yeah. – hey, the things are wonderful. I got another one on the way. The lawman's going in that thing. Um, talk about preserving your car. Yeah. I mean, not – it's it's uh, temperature controlled, no rodents, no nothing can get in there. Yeah. But so I put one in a bubble. Okay. And the other one is Project Jackhammer, man. We're going – to the moon with it. We're, you know, it's HRE wheels last week, Magnaflow. Um, the list of sponsors is going to grow exponentially, but we're going to take that out and make it a road course car. And I'm going to drive the doo-doo out of it and I'm going to have fun. And that's what these cars are all about. <clears throat> I like, I like this idea. I like taking the demon, excuse me, and making a, a kind of a sick, badass corner car. A Arcuda. T A T H Challenger back in the day. That's what I want to do with the car. You you already have the the SRT upgrade the the eight forty horsepower or the special key whatever the hell it is. The- yeah, I did it the other day, and thank God for the uh, YouTube videos because if I was I was an inch away from installing it all on my own, yeah, and avoids the warranty. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> so thank God, thanks YouTube. Um, they're not one of our sponsors yet, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I went there and I looked at the installation video and right at the end of it, the guy under his breath said it. And so, yeah, the next day I went to the dealership, had it all installed, but I got to get 500 miles on the car. So, okay. um, and I was going to drive it up here today and thank God I didn't because the the uh, windshield on the, the Hellcat Charger yeah. ate about a dime-sized rock right in the middle of it. So Jeez. I don't know what I would have done if it was the Demon, but yeah, it's not, so... Thank God. Well, have to see. I mean, the truth is, if it was a demon, you'd be doing the same thing as you're going to do on the charger. I don't know. I would have been. I know. <laughs> there's no pissed. question, but I would have yeah, been you really been pissed. pissed. And you had to go do a signing event, so it would have been like a grumpy event. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah. I saw that thing. I was like, you know, and it was literally the, the last exit before I got to the convention. Oh, uh, that's, of course, the way it is. Unbelievable. Look, I had, I had a 1999 BMW M3. I had an E36 M3. And I was I was I was young. I was running an internet company. It was it was just a big thing for me. It was like I went from like used Ford Explorer <laughs> to to making some money and having my business. And I was like, it was your baby. And this it it straight out of a movie. This is what happens. I went to the Mercedes dealer here in Santa Monica, and no lie, that guy told me, "Come back with your dad. You're not allowed to test drive any cars." And I said, okay. So I went and bought a BMW. <laughs> you sound like me. And then I went back to the dealer. I parked it on, on Santa Monica Boulevard in front of the dealer, walked in, and uh, the guy comes over and he goes, uh, is that your M3? Yes. Would you like to trade it? No. Then I just left. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That's a true story. But to relate to what you're talking about is I took this car, you know, a year or two in ownership. I took this car to some event, some party or something in L.A. And, and you know, this is 99, 2000, somewhere around there. And just 
just somebody just didn't like the car and just smashed the shit out of it with a bat. Like I was, I was at this party for an hour and a half, and I just I walked in, said hi to everybody, walked out an hour, hour and a half later, windows smashed, glass smashed, dent in the roof, and I was like, no other car on the road. I'm like, come on, this is a what a shit move, right? Like it's such a non car guy move. Like non car guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, like even if you hated me, you'd be like, well. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hurt the car. Like I'll just tell everyone you're a dick, and then and not touch the car. So I was just, I was just devastated that this car was so smashed. And I looked around. Obviously, couldn't find anybody. So I just, I just get in the car, and I'm just wiping glass off the seat. And I just get in it, fire it up. I drive it to the BMW dealer, and just on like a Sunday night. And I just park it out front, and I leave it there because the place was closed. Glass flying around, everything. And uh, someone stole it. No, no. <laughs> Next day, I called that the dealer. Been a great. You, you need to change the story. <laughs> no, no, because that's not the worst part of this story. I mean, it, it is the worst part, but there's still a punchline to the whole thing. Is I called the dealer. I was like, "Hey, my car's all screwed up. It's out front." They're like, "Yeah, we're wondering where that came from." I was like, "Yeah." I, they're like, "All right, we'll fix it." They fix it. Takes weeks. Body work, paint, everything takes weeks. Finally, I go and I pick it up. I get in it. I start it up. I pull out of the dealer. I go half a mile. No way. A truck kicks up a rock, shatters my windshield. Oh, God. I didn't go a half a mile before it shattered. I put that shit in reverse. You've done some bad shit in your life, dude, because that's karma right there. I don't know. (laughs) Ever since then, I've been church on Sundays. I've just been going and just whatever I did, I've been trying to make the best of it. I went back. Even the, the dealer was like, uh, uh, they're like, we'll we'll just charge you like half price for the like because <laughs> we the, feel the so bad. They're so so bad. They're like, we just talk thousands of dollars and weeks of work fixing that car, smash the windshield half a mile away. Well, I'm sorry, I'm not laughing. This is just the way my face. <laughs> <laughs> but that seems that's that's like the inevitable. Had I you know like that's what happens, right? It's soon as. You know, as soon as you get your car washed, a bird shits on it. My or, first you know, car, when I got to the University of Georgia, I got a, a Mustang, an 85 Mustang, and it had T-tops. And I'd never had a car with T-tops, and I thought they were the coolest thing. But I didn't know that you couldn't play with the lock mechanism when you were actually moving. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I pulled in from the dealership to my dorm, and right as I pulled in, at speed, I guess, uh, the I unlocked the T-top and... And I watched it shatter in my rear view mirror about 50 yards behind as me it as popped it popped off and blew away. It's like launching the hatch and we could and do a whole gun. show just based upon our car. <laughs> and just, just the shit we broke oh, accidentally. God, All right. So you've got, you've got a Charger Hellcat. You've got a Challenger Hellcat. You've got two demons. One's in your bubble, one you're going to modify. The one in the bubble, did you put the things on the, the tire that's kind of round so they don't flat spot the tires? No, but I will. There's like like little yeah, tire cradles, you know? Yes, sir. Okay. What else you got going on there? I I saw you were building cars on uh on a Warman show. Oh yeah, you know, you know? what? Right now I've got uh, I've got a 99 Dodge Ram that was my work truck that's up at Warman's right now. And they're putting a 392 Hemi in it. Okay. Wait, is that the one that's all covered in Linex? 
It is now, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, I had the whole thing rhino lined or whatever. Yeah, or whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, there it is. Oh, right there's there. a picture, yeah. And, I mean, it's a badass truck now, but it's just the motor, that 360 that came in, it just isn't capable. It's not doing it. Pulling that big suspension and everything around. Yeah, so yeah. We put the 392 in it, the 392 Hemi in it, and then um, he's also got my 70, uh, 70 Cuda six-pack four-speed car up there. And I'm literally flying up there on Wednesday night and uh, doing a couple episodes of their show. And hopefully putting my truck in a trailer and shooting it back down to Southern California so I can stop driving these Hellcats every day. Okay. But you kind of like the Hellcats. I like it. I mean, that's it. where you got the, the yeah, charger, but you, right? You can't, you know, you can't go to Home Depot and load the thing up, you know? No, but maybe Wanda will drive you to Home Depot in one of her trucks. <laughs> Ain't nobody driving me anywhere, man. <laughs> I don't like taking well, cars that's not true. anywhere. That's not true. When I went to your house, we went out for sushi and I brought – like a loner, I brought like a Ford F two fifty, and Wanda drove us to sushi. And then when we got to the bottom of the hill, he, he kind of whispered to me, he "Goes, she was kind of trucking it down the hill, wasn't she? Like she was hauling ass." She wanted to, you know what? <laughs> and you, you prick! Now I've got you to thank for buying that F two fifty. You're welcome. Now that's uh huh. You owe me fifty happened. grand. Yeah. <laughs> all right. God, now now it all come. Full circle. Because <laughs> I know she fell in love with it, and she had a great time driving it. And, uh, yeah, I remember she was scooting down that hill. That's what they're for, That's man. a big truck, too, down that hill. Yeah, yeah. He lives up in a mountain, basically. Yeah, um, tucked away. So I, I've seen this car, this next car, um, and it's it's one of my favorites in your collection. But, again, you know, it, this whole car cast thing could be new to people. Uh, I'm new to your fans, and you're you know somewhat new to the CarCast fans. But tell me about your Lawman Mustang. Oh man, I just I just went over to the uh, Southern California Ford Group, the Ford uh, uh, Club, and um, I walked over and talked to them about 30 minutes about that car. Um, what year is it? It's a 1970. First and okay. foremost, you and I and Adam and every other car guy and girl and kid out there has a connection with one or all of our cars. It's different. Mm -hmm. Whether it's the smell, the, 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 the sound, the feel, whatever it is, when you get in that car, that's what you – it takes you back to a certain time. And that's, at least that's what it does with me. The sentimental value of the car that we're talking about is that 300,000 servicemen saw that car in Vietnam during the war, back in the early 70s. Um, it was part of the Ford Performance Driving Tour. It was uh, thought up by a guy named Al Ekstrand, who was a corporate lawyer for Chrysler. Um, Chrysler didn't really want to do the deal, and so he approached Ford. Ford did it. It was uh, the Ford Performance Driving Tour. It was... Two Boss 429s, 1970 429s. Uh, one was a press car. One was, you know, like the parade car. And um, I'd say six to eight Mach 1s. And they shipped them overseas. And they set up a driving course. And they teach the service men and women basically driving skills. Because he was, uh, X-Tran was tired of seeing people come back and spend, you know, between three and five grand and buy a 426 Hemi or a 454 with 450 horsepower and kill themselves. So it was his duty to teach these men and women how to drive better. And <clears throat> story was is that the uh, first 429 was airlifted on the USS Coral Sea 
and it was smashed by a cargo container and um, destroyed. And so they sent a C-130 back to the States, picked up my car, the press car, and um, it became part of the tour. And I, God, it must have been, I don't know, 15 years ago, something like that. I was wrestling in Japan and it was January. It was two months prior to that. I saw a special on 60 Minutes. It was a black and white special and it was, it was of the lawman. And it always stuck in my mind. Mm. And I try to give back to the men and women who protect our freedom, you know, as often as possible. It means a lot to me. And there was a Yanko, 68 Yanko Camaro that I had a guy looking for, Bob Johnson, guy who got me in the car business. <clears throat> he was looking for that car to come up on stage so he could buy it for me. Well, after he purchased that and purchased the 70 and a half Z28 Trans Am car. Mm-hmm. That was Gary Bennett's for me. Yeah. Gary Bennett from Bear Jackson? This, yeah. yeah. This monstrous Mustang comes on the stage and he goes, man, you ought to see this car. It, they lit it up and it blew all the plants off the stage. Yeah. I'm like, what was it? He goes, it's some car called the Law. And before he even got man out, I said, yeah. buy it. Whatever it is, buy it. You knew what it was. I knew exactly what it was. Yeah. You know, we know where it came from? No. Dennis Collins. Thank you, Dennis, by the way. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Go on his Facebook or go on his YouTube and yeah. see the one car that got away. Yeah. Dennis Collins is the, the guy on the Fast and Loud show. The right? money guy yeah, for the Fast yeah, and yeah, Loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy. He, I always forget his name because I really don't watch that show, but every time I go to Barrett-Jackson, I talk about all the Fox bodies that are out there for sale, the Fox body Mustangs because I'm into that. Those are all his cars that he was selling, his collection. So you bought the Lawman Mustang from him. It was years ago, though. He used to drive yeah. it to work. He, he, yeah. It was like a quarter of a mile to work every day. He used to drive it to work. Wow. But this car, when you see it, it's basically a drag race car. It's a, like, a, like a pro street One car. of two automatic Boss 429s ever produced. Yeah. Went straight to CarCraft. And it's, it, it looks like Mad Max. That's the, that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah. It's got a big blower out of the hood. Actually, here's a photo right here. It's got a big supercharger and the big bug catcher coming out of the hood. Magnesium blower. Yeah. All, all original stuff. So, 850 <laughs> miles on the motor. Now, you guys, at some point, I can promise you, you will see Bill drive this thing because he does a ton of charity events and stuff for the military like you were talking about. And any opportunity where they say, hey, Bill, you want to come down or drive something on one of our uh, runways? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says yes and oftentimes brings that thing out there because that, like, that's pretty much all you can do with it. Is Well, the engine, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think we have a little bit of an issue with the engine, so I'm pulling the engine actually tomorrow and we're sending it up to Roush up in Detroit. Yeah. Okay. And um, I'm probably going to go with it. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, the Roush guys are great. Um, we've been working with them for years and years. Uh, we went up there not too long ago and, and toured their facility and toured Jack's museum. And uh, they're, just, they're just a polished shop. One they're of the guys who group. was on the program when it was, when it was conceived is still there. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't think I met that guy. <laughs> well, we were there. I don't it's think it's got to be him. pretty old. Yeah, you know? the you know the up in that area, the other like 
standout dude, just a good dude. And we've, we've said this many times, Ken Lingenfelter. Oh, my God. Ken is the best. I had breakfast with Ken like a couple weeks ago and I said, uh, I'm doing this uh, this show with, with Goldberg and he just lit up. He's such a fan of yours. He truly just loves you to death and uh, wants to do more with all of us. And I said, you know, consider yourself an open invitation when we get the schedule figured out of when he can come in and sit down with us. I uh, feel the same way about him. And he's he, a he's good quite, dude. He, you know what? He's indicative of the car culture. He is. He truly is. He's at every event. He Oh, you might have saw him this weekend. He was at the classic auto yeah, show thing. He was roaming around or maybe he was there yesterday. And he was in town for auctions. He goes to every single auction. And for those of you guys that don't know, if you've heard the normal car cast, Ken Lingenfelder is a big GM tuner modifying guy. He specializes in Corvettes and pretty much anything. But just just a A-plus quality company, A-plus quality dude, uh, uh, and, and uh, just a big fan. Salt of the earth. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I think you're going to have fun over at Roush. I think you guys are going to love what's what's going on over there. And uh, it's interesting that they're going to be able to do this engine for you, sort of a custom deal. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, is, are you going to the Roush in Michigan or are you going to go to one of their engine Michigan. builders? Because I think like they have their NASCAR engine builder guys, you know, back in the southeast. Maybe. It'd be nice. That wouldn't have that wouldn't be as far a, a ship for my engine. So Yeah, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here in California, everything's going to be far. <laughs> nah, no question. But you know what? That's that's one of those cars that's worth it. Yeah. Uh, the, the right person is out there and the right person needs to work on it, and that's the only person who's going to touch it. Um, okay. So what we're doing is still getting to know everybody on this show. If you guys uh, uh, are just listening to this, um, new, new car cast. Second weekly episodes of myself and Bill Goldberg. This has been great. It's been a long time in the making. Uh, we've been working on this for a while. Uh those of you guys that are huge fans of Bill, this is going to be great because I think you're going to find out a lot of great information about uh, uh, what what turns his wheels. You know, any chance of going back in the ring? What do you think of that? <coughs> I was just asked that by a plethora of people at the. I mean, you did it. You went ago. back, and and I know why you went back because your your boy is is 11, and he never really got to see you wrestle, and you you did the whole stint last year, and you know, we we kind of touch on it a little bit, you know, because that's that's. Uh, I'm going back to WrestleMania this year to do my speech for the Hall of Fame. Uh, yes. Okay. So I will be at WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, hey, man, here's the deal. The deal is that I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish by going back last year for my family. Yeah. And, um, you know, hey, the door's always open for me. And it's I, not like I'm out of shape now because they made me get back into some serious shape. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I can ever get out of shape again after what I went through the past year. So, Well, the funny thing is, is I didn't think you were in bad shape a year ago. So. Oh, man, I was miserable. I mean, it was just a – I don't want to say miserable because people get the wrong impression. It was just – it was very tough. It was very, very tough. At 50 years old, putting myself through eating 15,000 calories a day and – you know, being in the gym twice a day, you know, doing cardio in the middle, um, six days a week. I mean, it was, it, it, hey, it was more than worth it, but it was tough. It's painful. It was painful. But Every, everything pain hurts. Is, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. look, you know. I live with pain. It's all just, <laughs> it's all just uh, relative, you know. Like a, a career of, of NFL and, and, and wrestling, and you're in the gym all the time, kickboxing and Muay Thai and, and, and all, like, 
you know, even when you're not training for wrestling, I, I remember actually, I think we spoke about a year ago, you, you were just training and kicking the bag and broke a toe. Oh, God. And then uh, this is what he did. He took a little time off and then went back in and broke it again. <laughs> yeah, along with its buddy right next to it. <laughs> so, it's like a BMW windshield. Right? It's like right a BMW windshield. It's just... I'm a glutton for punishment, man. Let's just say, you know, once you're, I'm not, you know, stroking my ego, but, you know, once you're a warrior, you're always one. And I, it's just, it's ingrained in me and it's just how I, just how I survive, man. You know, I have to, I have to, uh, Put physical goals in front of me and try to reach them as often as humanly possible. And if you don't, if not, you're stagnant. You know, I don't want to be mediocre in anything. No, and you, you know, look, your your wife's tough. She's a sweetheart, but she was a stunt woman, and she's she's fantastic. She's tough. Gage, I've seen him grow up. Uh, you know, uh, the past few years. And, Here's the key. And- Here's the key. Okay, parenting. Yeah. Okay? There's a lot of parents in the last couple generations that have fallen by the wayside of their responsibility to be actual parents. I, on the other hand, am making up for that. <laughs> um, I have this thing called a hundred, hundred, hundred. Okay. Okay. All you, all you uh, parents out there, yeah. listen up. Pa- parenting tips from Bill Goldberg. <laughs> Everybody, pay attention. <laughs> okay, your kids want to play video games. Yeah. Yeah. Being a parent, you don't want them to do it. You want to be their best friend? Let them play video games as much as possible. You want to be a responsible parent? You try to get a positive out of a negative, right? So you satiate your child by letting them play a little bit of video games, say 20 minutes. But to play that 20 minutes, that child has to do 100, 100, 100. 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, and 100 push kicks, 100 jumping jacks, 100 whatever it is. Pick something, Okay. So then your kid doesn't want to play as many video games in the future. <laughs> or if he does want to play, he's one strong some bitch because there's been times when my son has done three times in one day. That's 60 minutes. That's an hour on the video game, right? Yeah. That sucks. As a parent, you know, you don't want your kids to be lobotomized for that long a period of time. But, hey, guess what? On the other side of that is he did not – he did – 300 push-ups, 300 sit-ups. Tell me an 11-year-old kid who can do that. Well, I, I mean, I've been to the batting cages with Gage, and I've seen him, so he looks like he's done 300 push-ups and 300 sit-ups. You know, so at least he's getting something positive out of the yeah. negative time, you know, and then I limit, you know, the type of game and stuff like that. But, hey, man, you, you know, you got to try to meet him in the middle. He is a great kid. He's respectful. He's smart. I remember coming over there. And and he asked you if he and I can play some video games together. See, it's working. And, uh, <laughs> how many push-ups did you have to do? <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, how many I push-ups did I didn't realize I had to do all this. Well, drop this and give work. me 100 right now. <laughs> you work. owe him, yeah. You yeah, owe me. I, uh, I, I didn't realize that, and I was trying to figure out what was going on when everyone was doing push-ups and sit-ups. I was like, I thought we were going to play some Forza, but... Uh, <laughs> it's the precursor. Yeah, they're like, hey, do you want to play some video games? Yeah, all right. Well, it's going to take about an hour before we can actually start the game because <laughs> we, we got to run around the block for, for a while hey, first. Hey, man, it works. That's all I can say. Uh, well, good. So that's Goldberg uh, Parenting Tips 101 for our first episode. Yeah. All right, so a quick word from Dodge. The Dodge Spring sales event is happening now. This spring, the Brotherhood of Muscle is looking for new members, and the only way to join is to get behind the wheel of Dodge's only family of all-wheel drive muscle cars. The Dodge Charger, 
own the road and the pump with up to 300 horsepower and 30 miles per gallon. The Dodge Challenger. Take the streets by storm with the most affordable V8 in its class. The Dodge Journey. Maximize your adventures with the most powerful three-row all-wheel drive vehicle in its class. And the Dodge Durango. Tear through April showers with the most powerful SUV with all-wheel drive availability in its class. Hurry into your Dodge dealership and start your introduction to the Brotherhood of Muscle. Let me uh, let me tell you what's what I'm working on right now. So you just popped over. You saw the '93 Mustang Cobra that I have. And uh, when are you not working on that car? And, Upgrading that car? Yeah, you know, the thing is, me is, jealous. is I. It seems like I work on it all the time, but I'm really kind of limited on time. I come in on the weekends and work on it because over there, it's in Adam Krola's shop. It's a fully functional working race shop. They're restoring cars, building cars for Adam. During the week, I don't like to go and get in anybody's way, right? So Adam's here. He's podcasting. And in between podcasts, he's always popping over there, checking over on those guys, seeing who's doing what. So I don't really like to get in the way. But on the weekends... He kind of likes it when guys come in and work on their own shit, right? So he'll come in on the weekends. He'll he'll go into the studio. He'll come into the garage. We'll crack a beer open, and he'll be talking and ranting and this and that. And, and myself and a couple of the other guys, they all come in and work on their own stuff. That's and, cool. And we're very lucky to be able to, to do that. He lets us work on our own stuff there. And uh, people bust my balls all the time because my car's been on the lift for like a year. And, and I know Adam comes in here, and he's like – uh, when am I going to get my lift back? When am I going to get my lift back? <laughs> and here's the deal. Is, is There's two lifts in there, okay? I got both of those lifts for him. And, and I said, hey, I'll get you a whole bunch of gear for your shop if you let me build my car here. So I know he comes in on the podcast and he breaks balls all the time, but he never breaks my balls on the weekend when he sees me working on the car. This is what irritates him. If nobody's working on the car. And it's sitting there collecting dust on the lift. I can understand. Okay, that. but if we're coming in, then we're getting worked on. Then he's interested in it. By the way, as much as he tries to bash on the, my Mustang, he's interested in it. He comes in and he's like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? I like this. I like that." He's a car guy. He's a car guy. And that's the thing. And and despite what he rants about on his shows, his vintage cars and race cars and stuff, he's just a car guy. And uh, so I'm working on this car. It's been a while, but. We had slapped sort of everything together quickly and brought it out to the SEMA show, whatever, it was a year and a half ago. And it barely ran. It was all held together with double stick The fact tape that it and, ran alone as a SEMA car puts you way and, ahead well, of 90% of the other people it, going there. The engine would fire up, but you couldn't fire it up because there was pieces missing. And, you know, so we had to, we had to push it around there. And then the tough part was is um, uh, I, I had some friends work on it. Uh, for me, and again, they did a great job, but they slapped it together very quickly. And by the time we got it to SEMA, we realized that the it's got big bare brakes, six piston calipers, all four corners. Mm -hmm. But you have to shim them with these very very thin shims, mm -hmm. and the shims were sort of stacked up on one side. So without hitting the brake pedal, the brake pad was just hitting the rotor. So when we were trying to push the car across the parking lot to SEMA, it took like seven guys because the brake was on and we couldn't do anything unless we literally took it apart and took the shims out. So we got it to SEMA. We showed the car in MagaFlow's booth outdoors. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it was the last car to leave SEMA that year. Every, everything else was gone. 
everything else was gone because we couldn't move the car and it was sitting in like a little like a ditch and where where it was parked and we we had a we basically had to get like eight people to push it onto a trailer and then we towed it home and then we when we brought it back here i started taking the whole thing apart and going through it myself and my goal was i wanted to do sort of period correct modifications on the car keep the original gt40 heads and things like that which i've done but also do everything myself other than a little bit of like some welding and some things like that, and some paint stuff. But I'd done everything myself on that car, and that's why it's taking some time. But uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. That's the never-ending project. <laughs> yeah, but when it's but done, at least you got some cool stuff going on it. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. It's come a long way, and uh, it's going to be good. And I've, I'm driving this uh, 2001 M3 right yeah. now, supercharged, all kinds of stuff. I took it in finally to get the the dyno done on it, get the tune. It was running rich. It was down on power. And uh, the guy called me yesterday and said the, the ECU is fried. <laughs> so I got to get another one. And I was like, that doubles the bill. <laughs> and uh, so so I have a I, – I have – I'm not proud of this. I have a Hyundai Sonata rental car. That's how I got here today. <laughs> Uh, I have, this is my first and last car cast? Because <laughs> I have four cars and none of them run right now. Now we actually know why you brought me here to even <laughs> even, even you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I have a 92 Alfa Romeo Spider that's getting some work done on it. I don't know that you would fit in it, even with t- the top down. I can tell you right now, I probably can't fit in it. No. Also because it's Italian, and the Italian's like a very like close-up, like bent knees kind of driving position. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that you'd fit in that car. Yeah, no. I'd look like a monkey humping a football driving it, probably. <laughs> well, an Italian football. An Italian, yeah. <laughs> an Italian football. Um, <laughs> all right. Listen, uh, this is what we're going to do. We're going to wrap up this episode, and uh, we'll be back uh, next week. Um, but, guys, thanks for listening. It's our first ever second weekly podcast with uh, Goldberg and the Motorator. You guys can follow us at carcastshow.com. And, uh, you know, what we'd love for you to do is you can go to the website, you can listen to the show, but if you go to iTunes, you can subscribe, you can leave, leave us a nice review. As you listen to these, leave us some comments as well. Let us know what you want to hear, what you love about the show, things like that. You yeah, can there, always there's email a contact in. page at carcastshow.com. Email yeah, us in, and, and once we uh, get a little bit better footing of what we're doing here, we're going to start taking some phone calls as well. We'll open up the phone lines. What we'll do is we'll tweet out and we'll say, hey, you know, we're going in the studio on a Sunday for an hour or two, start calling in, and, and we'll, we'll figure that out. But right now, we've only got Chris, nobody to man the phones, and uh, he can only do one. I can do it. He's only so much. He can do Bring it. Bring it. He can. And uh, All right, so you can also follow us on social media. Um, you're uh, at Goldberg and Goldberg Garage on Twitter, and then Goldberg95 and Goldberg's Garage on Instagram. So- Goldberg Garage, one Goldberg on Twitter. Goldberg's Garage, more than one Goldberg? Yeah, well, you know, somebody already got that name for God's sake. Damn it. That's how it works. Uh, you can find me on uh, at Motorator. I'm on all the social media at uh, Motorator. And uh, thank you guys. For, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week. And until next time, uh, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. Who is next?
guys, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, a word from our friends at Geico. Maybe you own your home or you rent your home. Either way, we know it can be a lot of hard work. But you know what's easy? It's bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And we all know that's a good thing because you have so much to do around your home already. So just visit Geico.com to get a quote and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com.